Voice of Industries. Voice of Industries. Hello, Edouard Perrois. Uh, I'm glad to have you today on Voice of Industries to talk about one very hot topic, energy and decarbonation. Could you first start by introducing your, yourself and uh, your activity at Roy Engineering? So, thank you very much. So, I've, I've been uh, working 15 years in the uh, decarbonization topic and, uh, and energy sector. And I have recently created um, Roy Engineering, uh, especially dedicated on finding degrees of freedom of the, of the industri industries, industrial assets. And the, uh, the objective is to, to reduce the CO2 emission and finding the best optimum with uh, energy consumption and uh, while working with all the, the flexibility potential of, uh, of those equipment. If I understand well what you mentioned, uh, what you propose is a kind of systemic approach because uh, when we listen or we hear about uh, energy optimization or uh, decarbonization or flexibilities management, uh, often we, we think that these are three different topics, but to what I understand, your approach is global and systemic uh, of, of this uh, subject. Exactly, yes. It's basically finding the, um, the cross-section between the um, physics, economics, and techniques, and finding the, the best way of, uh, well, you know, for instance, uh, for a few decades now, um, industries is, uh, is like um, a racing bike. So we want to have like lean management, as you know very well in uh, Optimistic. So it's, it's trying to have the, the best production as quick as possible, but without considering the, uh, the energy and the, um, and the impact on the, on the environment. So the, the objective is more to provide, well, to create um, a mountain bike, let's say, so with suspensions, with kind of resilience on the, on the energy and on the, on the, on the impacts on the, on the environment. Okay, it's a very interesting image. <laughs> um, so wh when you work with industrial first, uh, How do you start? Because it's a topic which is quite new, or I would say it's hot, as I mentioned before, but uh, a lot of industrial don't really know how to start for that. So how can they make the first step towards this uh, kind of approach? First of all, data is, is the, the, core, the core topic. So we need, to, we need to collect data as much as we can in terms of uh, process and uh, inputs, outputs, energy, emissions, and etc. in order to, to model the system and investigate for the um, degrees of freedom, as I said before. And this is, uh, well, this is the, the basics in order to then optimize the, the system globally, including all the um, externalities, let's say. So the uh, energy prices, the CO2 prices, the uh, emission factor of the, of the grid and etc. So after that, when you have collected this data and uh, in, uh, you, you, you figured out what you have to do to, to go further, uh, what, what are the kind of action or investment industrial can do uh, to implement uh, these uh, specific actions? Yes, indeed. It's, uh, you, you have two ways of um, of taking the, the problem is 
first of all is to optimize the existing. Mm. So just finding the, the best tuning you can have in terms of uh, adverse, advanced process control, for instance, mm -hmm. so finding, finding out the, the good uh, tuning of your process, including the energy, which is usually not taken, uh, taken into account in the, in the overall picture. But then if you want to create even more value, well, it's a good idea to think about uh, new degrees of freedom. So for instance, electrifying a process, including new, um, well, dual energy uh, system, and etc. in order to, to be able to, um, well, to face, to mitigate the, um, the market volatility in terms of energy and, um, and CO2 emissions also. I'm sure that there is a lot of industrial who, who dream of having this kind of capability to choose between energy in those day we are living currently uh, yes, with definitely. high volatility. Um, having said that, uh, it means that you have flexibilities, but it means that you also have to take decisions regularly to adapt your operation condition based on the uh, externalities, as you mentioned, energy price, CO2 emission tax, etc. So concretely speaking, how, how can you do that? So it's, it's either, depending on your, on your objective, it, it can be before, like for, um, for simulation purposes. So mm -hmm. in order to invest in your, in your equipment and make sure that you are choosing the, the right uh, new vector to, uh, in order to be resilient. So this is more back office uh, simulation in terms of uh, data and the historical data from the, from the markets and, and whatever. So this is, well, upfront um, uh, approach. And then in order to dynamically um, uh, decide between which, uh, which energy you should use or, or which uh, set point you should uh, control on a, on a, on a specific process, uh, this, for, for this we need first um, a low layer system, so more automation system on which I am working as hard as I can, so to to adapt this uh, little uh, uh, tuning of the of the system, and obviously on the um, on the upper layer, you need to have data collection, data lake, and an optimi an optimizer being able to uh, well to produce the right uh, incentive to the actual um, equipment uh, above. To to be more concrete for our listeners. Uh, could you give us some example of what can industrial do uh, in some sectors you know uh, to, concretely speaking, to, to have this dual energy system or to, to increase these uh, flexibilities? Yes, I might take the well, two easy examples. Well, mainly, for instance, for steam in, uh, in the industrial sector. So you usually, well, it, it is usually produced from na natural gas. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a big majority of the, of the production. Those boilers are quite, well, being old or, or not sufficiently efficient and some um, uh, sites uh, are studying the, the replacement of those boilers. And this is a good opportunity to actually move to an electrical boiler is a uh, electrode boiler, which is quite large capacity or, or smaller on the, on the um, well, direct uh, Joule effect boiler. 
And when you include, when you combine those two boilers, you have a, a fantastic um, auxiliary being being able to either work on the on the gas or on the on on the on, on the grid, and being able to um, to manage between the, the different prices of the of the different uh, 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 vectors. Yeah, system. So this is your first example. Yeah. And the second one. And the second one is quite is quite related, but it's also a heat, um, especially um, furnaces in the um, steel factories, for instance, or aluminium factories, on which is they are all usually on natural gas also, and we are able to combine electricity with uh, with gas in order to again do a, a quite flexible uh, asset for the CO2 reduction and the uh, energy resilience. To what I understand, it seems that all this uh, requires some quite important investments. In France or more generally in Europe, what, what kind of system can help industrial to finance uh, this kind of uh, investment? This is the, the biggest topic, actually, the, the return of investment. Usually, well, classical return of of investment of a uh, usual industrial is, is two or three years and for decarbonization is, is much more, it's six or perhaps ten years. So indeed, um, well, subsidies is definitely a good, uh, well, a good lever to, um, to making things happen. So currently, um, well, France, Germany, uh, UK are are doing a great job to um, incentive the all the industrials to uh, to decarbonize. Um, so this is clearly the the first um, uh, the first big impact on uh, on capex. Then what we are promoting in the approach is clearly to to include this energy resilience to being able to um, to actually if if. Let's say in the future, if you do have this uh, flexible asset, you will be able to to actually generate more revenues from this flexible asset if you wouldn't have it uh, before. So this is a, also a part of the of the story to to accumulate the different revenues from the flexi this flexible asset mm -hmm. uh, in order to well to cover the the opex. So you, you talk about uh, flexibilities. Uh, to what I understand, you mean that industrial can valorize this flexibility. My question is how? You have two means to valorize this flexibility in terms of active power consumption on the on the asset. Is first of all you have your supply contract so of electricity with your electricity provider so you are able to adjust potentially your, your profile according to specific uh, prices that they may uh, need in their in their portfolio so this is more on the opex on the commodity of the of the electricity and then you also have all the public markets so especially with the tso so the service operator of the grid Uh, with a specific, specific um, mechanism that you can use, and you have plenty of aggregators uh, very good to optimize this uh, uh, this equation. So, for instance, uh, primary control or secondary control on the on the grid is very well valorized uh, currently. To to summarize, first, it's 
just optimization according to the price of electricity, depending on the, the time of the day you are consuming, so you can adapt your consumption profile. And secondly speaking, is to valorize this flexibility to provide services to the uh, grid uh, system, uh, and you are paid for that. Exactly, okay. exactly. There is one component we, we didn't talk about, is the energy efficiency as itself. What is this place within this whole system uh, you, you propose? Because we, we talk about the, the fact of reducing CO2 emission, mm -hmm. the fact of having more flexibility and to be able to valorize it. But is it an opportunity also to reduce uh, your energy consumption? Yes. And well, if I can say one word around that, you actually, if you want to decarbonize, you have basically five means to do it. The first one is indeed, well, consume less. So with energy efficiency, sobriety, reducing, well, optimizing the, the, the resource or the, or the input. And indeed, this is, uh, this is part of the, of the objective to, well, to consume less in order to do more or, or better, let's say. Well, second one is the, um, as we know, the, um, the energy provision, so from renewables, for, for instance. Recycling is extremely um, important also to avoid to create new materials and etc. So then a fourth one is the, um, as we mentioned before, all the changing the assets. So electrification is uh, is a way of uh, of uh, decarbonizing the uh, our industry. And lastly, which is clearly not in the scope, but the um, CCUS, so the carbon storage, in order to well globally remove the carbon remove at the, the end of the chain. The atmosphere, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But indeed, energy efficiency is one of the first. Uh, well, at least. Consumption reduction is one of the, of the first uh, topic to address. So let's say uh, I want to, to start this work around the decarbonization from my plant. How should I start and what would be your, your advice? So I would say in, in, in one sentence that the very first thing to, to think about is the strategy of the company. So make sure that the objective of the strategy is aligned with the uh, well. What we want to do is aligned with with what is possible to do on the on on a specific environment on site and uh, with the existing technology. Okay, so that means it's really a, a, a company strategic project. So you need to to have a, a clear focus on the challenges you want to to tackle, and also I think to um, be able to bring everybody together to implement this kind of approach because I, to what I understand it will touch uh, management but also operational teams and uh, you have a lot of people involved in this kind of projects. Yes, definitely, definitely. And we need to, well, to use the, the, the best skills on site at the very beginning. So our approach is, is more um, a collaborative engineering. To what I understood, there is a, an important technological aspect of this kind of approach, because you mentioned specific equipment, specific tools around data. If we focus on equipments for decarbonization, what is the current situation? Is it mature? Uh, did you identify the proper suppliers 
of the solution for the industry also. I do think that we have no time to wait, actually. So we need to use all the mature technology that we have in hand right now. So And we do not try to think about the, the future potential of a, of a technology. So and, and we have plenty, plenty of technology available on the on the market to, to cope with the, um, this decarbonization objective. So electrical boilers is known for long time. Um, electrical furnaces, same thing. Electro, well, hydrogen production, for instance, is quite new, but still, well, quite new. It's, it, it's not new, actually, but it's, uh, the change is in scale is, it's now, actually. Mm. So you have many, many different technologies that are available right now, but the main topic is to make sure that, well, to choose the, the right one and to to be able to play with with those technology rightly in order to well to have not too high capex and not too high uh, opex in the in the in the future and so this is clearly the the plan to um, embed again new degrees of freedom on a on a on a given industrial system Edouard to conclude what is your advice to industrial in order that they succeed in this decarbonization challenge? We need to work all together. We need to, to, to collaborate on all the, the area of, of competencies that we, we do have at, at different levels. So we need to create a, a proper ecosystem working toward the, the same objective of reducing the, uh, the overall emission. So, and Reducing the emission is, is one thing, indeed, it's fully necessary, but we know that we need also to preserve work, to preserve our industries, trying to even potentially um, increase the sovereignty of the, of the different European countries. So this is also a matter of, um, of working all together to, well, to do a great job together in, in in the climate change action, but also in the uh, societal action uh, together. When you mean collaborating, uh, do you mean within the enterprise or something wider? Both, actually. Obviously, within the enterprise, you, you need to, within the, the company, you need to, to work from the operator toward the, uh, the, the management and, uh, and all the, the different layers you, uh, you can have. But also, we need to, to create a a real ecosystem with the different uh, different entities, different parties working together. So from the equipment providers to the uh, energy providers, uh, the um, solution provider like uh, Optimistic and, and the public governments and and so on. So yeah, it's a, it's really a general ecosystem which needs to, to work together. Thank you very much, Edouard, for this insight. Welcome.